Arch D1079 Life, Michaela and James here with you again. James, how are you doing today? Oh, I, I'm good. Oh, good, good. I'm We've good. It's been, look, I'm not going to lie. It's been a very it's busy a day. And <laughs> I just want to say to start with, thank you. You are being very, very tolerant of me walking around, like walking to one place and going, oh. and then walk to another place and going, oh, can you, oh. <laughs> But that all, was a little bit of a good beatboxing impression going on there. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm glad that you think that I'm being supportive because behind your back there has been a few funny laughs and chuckles made, but all at your expense, but all in good favour. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> See, you started there about to go harder on me and then it kind of, it just gradually it got away. softer and softer and softer. I'm getting better at it. I've it's got a like, soft spot there. It's like when you've got those b- bags of Pascal marshmallows you accidentally leave open and you go to the top ones and you go, well, that's rock hard. And then as you get to the bottom, you go, yeah, that's yeah, the that's suffy, fine. the the suffy, the, s- the soft fluffy? and fluffy, soft and fluffy. From suffy. now on, soft and fluffy will now be known as Brilliant. suffy. Well, I'm 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 sorry that we've had a bit of a rough morning, but you know what? It's going to be a great show. Uh, yes, yes oh, it is. We are because we have got so much to talk about coming yeah. up. We are going to be chatting about Lent because Lent is uh, soon on its way, or depending where you're listening to this, it could already be here. Who mm-hmm, knows? Mm-hmm. We're going to be having a chat about that as well as uh, Australian uh, animals fearful. Definitely, for sure. Uh, we're going to be chatting about that. And coming up next, Kit Kats. How do you eat them? Oh, this is a big. This is a big issue. This is, is a big, big topic. We're going to be uh, hashing it all out mm-hmm. now, James. Like we mentioned earlier, big, big questions coming up here. How mm. do you eat your Kit Kat? Right now, the Kit Kat. It's a classic Australian snack, right mm-hmm. up there with fairy bread and you know Milo and all of that, um, which from time to time is the topic of a heated conversation. That, mm-hmm. of course, being because there is a specific way in that the Kit Kat people, I guess, have intended for you to consume their product. And some people like to ignore the rules. I wonder if there's a thing like, you know, you see with so many things like a patent when it's applied for. Yeah. What they the people will do is they'll show parts of it, like it'll be like a cross-section of it. Because there was this big thing about going, you know, you see a lot on social media, people trying to settle the argument about whether or not toilet paper like goes out on the outside oh, or on the inside. Course, and they show yeah. the original patent, it actually goes, <laughs> of course, on, on the, the outside. outside. Exactly right. The correct so, way. so maybe there's something about this guy, the Kit Kat, like going to demonstrate this is how it's eaten. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, how, how do you eat your Kit Kat? Well, you know, it has changed over the years. Oh, interesting. It has. Originally, I would say that I kind of, I did it the classic way to start with. Um, where done um, safe. Yeah, you just you break off each finger individually. Yeah. I went through a brief period where I was almost like um, I had this sort of like weird FOMO, fear of missing out <laughs> thing. So I would just start eating it like a sandwich. I just right. like go into like crossways. So I'd be going into way. all fingers at the same and you know, time. I've done that before. I have to admit, it's not easy to do because the the chocolate is designed to snap in the way that they want you to snap it. To go against the grain is actually so much extra work just to be difficult. But in fact, I even heard somebody um, uh, one way of eating the Kit Kat that I heard that I really loved. I've never forgotten it was when right. someone said they bought those um, giant like the Kit Kat bars, which are just one finger of Kit Kat. You know, like oh, the big ones. Yes, I know exactly. I forget what, what they're called. About. I don't know. Uh, they're giant finger. I, I think it's called giant the giant, finger. giant finger. <laughs> and uh, they said what they did is spend a bit of time, you know, getting some melted chocolate mm. and gluing together like. <gasps> five of those and then getting Mated. stuck into it like they were eating a giant Kit Kat. No. 
That is classic. Some people just have way too much time on the Thursday. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, like we said, this is one of the things that definitely aggravate people to their core. When you find someone who has a difference of opinion, do you eat it sideways? Do you eat it normally? Do Mm -hmm. you pull it apart and eat the wafers? So what do you do? I pull pull it apart and eat the wafers individually, but I snap it where it's meant to be snapped. So so you break all the fingers off first. Yeah, yeah. And then I And then just leave them in a pile. No, 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 no. So I snap one off at a time and then I take my teeth and I eat all the chocolate off from around the outside and then I break the wafers apart from each other and eat it like wafer at a time. So Do you, you get? Can yeah, you see uh, the visual? So you're essentially in your deconstructing. I'm de- yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's happening. I'm, I'm eating it piece by piece. I'm going peas, potato, then gravy. Not the whole schmishmash, if you get what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I think you may need to point out at this point that you're not eating them with <laughs> potatoes and gravy and peas. Mind <laughs> no. you, that being said, that would only be slightly weirder than what you're doing right now. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> slightly. Well, not as weird as one TikTok user I have found, which has caused a lot of controversy. Con- con- Controversy? I think that's what they call it, yeah. Controversy. Yeah, that's what they call it. Uh, let's take a listen to this video and then we'll sort of fill in the gaps, but I'm pretty sure it's very self-explanatory. My boyfriend gave me these as a present, but the chocolate on them is way too sweet. So I rinse it off under hot water and you have a way healthier but just as delicious alternative. So that right there, I mean, you, you like, you've got the face of a dog who's like looking at someone with a treat. And your okay, so there's a lot that is going off for side. me. So this this again goes back to my trigger? back to my original issues with, not issues with, but um, I guess um, uh, misunderstanding of what TikTok's meant to be. Oh no! So this idea, well, we this don't is have time short, to get into TikTok okay, stuff so today, let, James. Let, let, let's just take let's just take it as read that someone here. From the, can you describe what's going on here okay, in this so video? It's literally a woman and the shot is just her hand under hot running water in a bathroom, rinsing, melting and rinsing the chocolate away from the Kit Kat so it's just the wafer on the underneath. Yeah, you see, this is... Yeah, like what this is... Okay, to start with, you go, why? And then second, and then secondly, you go, because it's it, they've made something delicious into something quite boring and yeah. wet. Let's wet. just make that a point Soft here. Soft and wet. It's like, oh, it's much healthier. It's also like, <laughs> just don't drip on the carpet, you know? like It's also now being served in a shot glass because it's just slop. Exactly. It's like completely... You talk about deconstructed. <laughs> it's like de-solidified. But... Um, why not then just get a normal wafer biscuit? Because that's essentially pretty much all a Kit Kat is under all the chocolate, isn't it? Yes, essentially. You could just buy a pack but of wafers dry. and be dead, but dry. Maybe that's what she did. Maybe she enjoys the wetness. Maybe it's the whole combination of things. I don't know. I mean, when in a pinch, when you want things the way that you want them, I suppose you'll do anything to get them. That being said, my dad always used to say to me, like whenever <laughs> I used to point out, going, so-and-so's doing this, isn't this dumb? And he would go, but remember, James, they're more successful than you are. <laughs> And, like and, not, and, not, and not, words and, of wisdom. But like it's, it, it really did make me stop. And, and I, it is it is a, something that I've remembered and always think about because it's going, there's still something about this that is appealing to people. The fact that this woman, like this is the news we're looking at. She's yes, on the news. Yes. Okay, so let's not give her too much of a hard time. <laughs> She's made news and we are now talking about it we on the are. radio. We're so we're part of the problem. We're part of the problem. <laughs> Now, we're having a little bit of a chat today about Lent because, of course, if you haven't been tuned in, Lent is upon us. Lent has started uh, just in the middle of last week. Now, James, 
All I honestly know about Lent is because I, I grew up in going to Catholic schools and I remember learning about it a little bit more in primary school than I did in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, all I kind of know is that it's in the lead up to Easter, mm-hmm. um, Easter Sunday, and that you're meant to give things up over Lent, I suppose. Yeah, so it all starts with the, the day that I think most people who don't really know what Lent is certainly probably have experienced Shrove Tuesday beforehand, oh, of otherwise course. known as Pancake Tuesday, yes. which is become well the idea about it originally was so lent you're absolutely right so lent is this idea of of between um shrove tuesday uh leading up to easter as a sign of you know what what it is you give up as as kind of like self-sacrifice acknowledging what jesus sacrificed leading up to easter that's the reason for it all and hence the reason why we give things up that's right to show, to, show us, to show ourselves sacrifice, that yeah, we're right. willing to also give things up as well. Um, so, yeah, so Shrove Tuesday. And historically, it's because um, back in the day when you couldn't refrigerate things or yeah. do anything like that, it's the <laughs> idea that if you were going to then be fasting, it's stuff that wouldn't last. Okay. So if it wouldn't last until you couldn't just stick it in the freezer, it wouldn't last until <laughs> Easter, you'd have to eat it there and then. Okay. So, and also like the last opportunity to celebrate and feast leading into your fasting thing. Right. So okay. that's kind of it. So this period now between um, um, Ash Wednesday, which is the day after Shrove Tuesday and um, Easter is this period of and, Lent. And do you and your family usually do, do you do the pancake thing every year, like in the morning or something like that? Or? Well, usually, no, not really. Um, everyone in my family, it's always very <laughs> weird because we get up at such weird times and l- literally the act of getting out the door is really is a panic. Hard. So Shrove Tuesday is is one of the um, is one of the traditions that we are not able oh, no. uh, to do. And of course, I've just realised as I've asked you that question, I can't imagine gluten free pancakes would be that fabulous. You know what? I have tried. You do try, but um, it, it's <laughs> things that you learn. And if anyone seriously, can, anyone can please email us. Um, we can see uh, um, messages through our Facebook page at HD Radio if you like. But if there's any decent recipes for gluten-free <laughs> pancakes or pikelets, please send them through because I am seriously unsure what to do with with three members of my family gluten-free. Uh, I can eat gluten, but we have say, a gluten-free house because it's easier. Surely do you just say, hey, sorry, guys. I'm just going to pull out the, the pancake mix, add some water and enjoy your cereal or, you know... <sighs> Do you that do would it just in be solidarity? Mean. That with would the be family? mean. That would be mean because although my <laughs> my uh, my kids are gluten free, they love their gluten. They love they lo- their gluten. How could you not love your gluten? No, because gluten yeah. is in all things fun. I know. Right, but getting back, getting back on track with Lent. Lent, Lent is happening. Um, do you know what you're giving up this year? Because uh, yeah, I do actually. Oh, you do? I've I've actually made a, a real effort this year uh, to focus on giving up eating carbohydrates during the week, and that oh. sounds that sounds like a really sad sacrifice. <laughs> but it really it really is more to do with the fact as well that I've um, you know want to make a, a much bigger effort to just be more active, yeah. and you know our job is you know it's a it's a great fun job, but we do tend to sit around we talking do. into microphones a lot. Yeah. So so to, to, to get up and be more work. active. Um, but my, my weak spot is definitely carbs. I yeah. love them so much. So the fact that I'll be giving them up for Lent is, is something is that I'm doing. a difficult one. Yep. I have to admit, I, I think maybe I've I've tried to give things up before. I don't know that I've ever actually made it all the way through Lent. Mm-hmm. But I really want to give it a really good whack this year. Okay. And so the thing that I've chosen to give up is not... I've, I was going to just give up coffee, cold turkey, but I thought <sighs> I, I could... That's like... Brutal. It, it, it sort of goes like sugar, carbohydrates, then coffee as like the hardest <laughs> things to ever give up. 
Um, <laughs> way up the top of the pyramid way, there. Way, 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 way. And right if you look way up into the distance beyond the cloud level, <laughs> that spot up there. No, that's the sun. Higher than that. <laughs> So instead, I've decided to give up, um, like, takeaway coffee because I often buy coffee you on, do. The, on the way in a lot, mm-hmm. which then I usually have one when I get to work anyway, and mm-hmm. it just leads to me, like, double caffeining and then I burn out by the afternoon. And you know what? Coffee's not cheap either. No. When you're buying coffee every single day. So takeaway coffee, no more for this period, and I'm just going to, you know, do it the good old-fashioned way. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. And I think, too, if you're mindful of, of, of what you're doing it for – that's helpful. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you know that you're true. actually doing it for the right yeah, reasons. Yeah. yeah, I've never really gotten into that. So that's an absolutely great tip. There's been uh, a lot in the news lately. And I say the news with air quotes <laughs> here because this is the kind of news that I really like. Morning news. This is a running Serious theme, news. I think. <laughs> I think you've spoken It's just depressing. <laughs> the fun, silly news. So here we go. Here's the real news. The real news. Okay, the real news. Right, so my cat. Mythica. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have two cats, Mythica and Oreo. Mm, Needless to say. Beautiful names. Not named by me. <laughs> I really like them. Oreo because he's black and white and looks like an Oreo biscuit. That's fair enough. Mythica, thusly it's a magic named. Cat. It's a magic cat, correct. It's like a mythical animal. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. There you go. My cat's <laughs> mythical. But Mythica meows a lot. Okay. Like does a lot of communicating and meowing. <laughs> so we'll just literally, I'll be just sitting at the table. This will be happening very, okay. very often. I'll just be sitting at the table, just mm-hmm. doing whatever, reading a book, whatever it is you do at tables, yep. sit, read. Okay, I'm scrolling on my phone. I'm not reading a book. There <laughs> you go. So say. there it is. So I was just sitting, sitting at the table, reading a, air, air quotes again, reading, reading a, book. a book. And this cat will literally just walk on the table directly up to me, sit down in front of me right. at eye level and just start meowing as if delivering some sort of like really passionate oratory like a monologue like a like a monologue life. this James, is exactly I had a really bad day this is the hairball of our discontent <laughs> you know like really getting into it and i will attempt to communicate back with with the cat yeah going um you, you know oh so what is it is your is your bowl empty is it you know do i need to you know Blink once clean your for tray. water, twice for a walk. Yeah, and, and that sort of thing. Although I, have, I won't do that, but I have actually seen people walking their cats on leashes, but that's another thing. Um, so, and 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 then I sort of go for a pat, doesn't want a pat, doesn't want, and we'll literally just be frustrated yeah. that I don't get it. And for me, if a cat doesn't want to be petted, fed, watered, or have their tray changed, <laughs> what like could they want? You sound, Other than that. You sound a lot to me like a, like a brand new father whose baby won't stop crying, going, I don't know what you want. I've checked all the boxes. I don't understand. True, true. <laughs> but the cat's older. It should know better. It should know better. Yeah. I have to admit, I have a really old cat as well. She's like mm. 19 or 20 going okay. on 20. That, she's is, really, that is an old cat. She's getting on. And she does the same thing, except I've, I've moved past the frustration and I've just, you know, gone into conversation with her so mm. if she's just going yeah I, I had i had a tough day too. and it works okay yeah yeah and then she'll reply and then oh yeah no no i i totally get that mama you know like it makes total sense to me mama oh yeah her name's mama my cat's name is mama mama the cat okay well just so we know though like we we do know we are kidding ourselves right i mean we do know we do know that we are taking this seriously cats don't talk to you no they don't they i'd like to think that they do communicate in some way and sometimes it is get 
you do get sucked into it a little yep. bit, you know, where you sort of tune out and then you go, oh my goodness, it's been 45 minutes. I need to find a bit of a life <laughs> you here. Have a, you have a very different relationship <laughs> with your cat, clearly. But um, like, but cats don't talk. They meow. No. They attempt to get some information across to you, but they don't talk. No. Or so I thought. Oh no. But of course now, because of inverted commas, air quotes, the news, the news. has informed me cats do talk. And you'll know what I mean when you hear this. <laughs> Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're a trying look. to, we're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's... I'm here live. I'm not. I'm not a cat. I can. I can see that. It's just going to be forever the greatest punchline in history. Oh, no. I'm not a cat. I, I, I'm, I'm not. actually not a cat. I'm actually not. So people who haven't seen this, like what it is, where it's like a Zoom call. Been? It's like, where have you been? <laughs> There's like a Zoom call where this guy is just, and clearly it's nothing huge. Like he's, he's just on, on a phone call. They're doing like a trial, but clearly it's separated because of yeah. COVID. Um, he's yeah, on is, Zoom. This is a lawyer, by the way, if we didn't. He is a lawyer, yeah. He's he, a very, very, very objectively smart man. <laughs> But he's a cat he's on the cat. because I didn't know there was like Zoom filters where you can be a cat. Oh yeah, There's is there Zoom such a thing? For everything. I know you could have the ones where you change the backgrounds the back, around, yeah, yeah. but I've never seen one where you can actually be a cat. I and I've seen some very like bit. It's a very serious meetings where there are a bit like you know Jetsons backgrounds and things <laughs> like that where you're talking about really serious issues. And this guy, me Jetsons. That's all I can hear in my head. I know. I actually speaking of, I actually had my um like introduction um here the other day the site introduction and we're talking about like spiritual faith and um formation and mm-hmm. you know all of this really emotionally heavy stuff and we had uh some people joining us via zoom call and there was one woman who had like a, a like a purple space background mm-hmm. and she was just like floating around through space which i don't know I really just, i just thought that was really great that is very cool yeah very, that very is cool good. so we started off saying cats can't talk to you mm-hmm. mm. jury's out <laughs> We the did know. We'll let you decide. <laughs> but the answer's no. So. Uh, we're having a chat with what I have lovingly called Australian horror stories, uh, which <laughs> is, is <laughs> we're not talking about like feature films or books. Or okay. I'm worried you're going to go down to like some Wolf Creek Road or something <laughs> like that. You're not, are you? No, no, no. no. I'm not. But good, it is good. just as thrillingly terrifying. Okay. Uh, James, you would know as a fellow Australian that often Australians, we cop this kind of like attitude with these like smirk, like remarks from other people. I don't want to name anyone, but Americans uh, most commonly where people say, you know, I would never go to Australia. I could never live in Australia because the animals there are just so scary Mm -hmm. and so dangerous. You know, the spiders and the venomous snakes and no way, we just couldn't do it. No, there's and a great there's a great bit actually in one of my favourite uh, Dylan Moran comedy sketches where he talks about visiting Australia and going to Australia and the idea that you're in danger no matter where you go. <laughs> yeah. He says that even if you're like if you're off land, he said you know it's <laughs> basically like you know you're uh, uh, you, you you know you're you're always potentially bursting into flames because you're only about three feet from the surface of the sun in Australia. And if if you're not doing that, you're throwing yourself in the sea to cool off. He said, everything's in there. Sharks, jellyfish, swimming knives, Crocodiles. everything. <laughs> what did you just say? Swimming? Swimming knives. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Native to Australia, N- very, as everybody knows. Only native to Australia. <laughs> yeah. And and for the most part, I don't know about you, but for the most part, you sort of go, no. Oh. 
Yeah. No, that's not true. It's not. It's just like it's it's a myth. It's it's a stereotype. It's silly. It is because in most of the cases though, that what they're talking about, what they see is they see pictures of big huntsman spiders, which oh, yeah. are although contrary to their name, huntsman, <laughs> they are actually harmless. Well, harmless but fear-inducing. Yeah, they look terrifying. They do look terrifying, especially so- where I grew up. I grew up in <laughs> Queensland, man. Seriously, you see how big they get in the Gross. tropics. No, yeah. thank you. I will stay down south, down here. Okay, down here the in the w- temperate zone. Where the weather is dry and there are no freakishly large spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, that being said, with all of that aside, yes, it is mainly a stereotype. It is not always real. Most of the time it is just silly nonsense. It is true, yes, it is. But, but you know what? This one story really takes the horrifying Australian horror story All right, cake. go. Uh, a, a Sydney mother named Claudia filmed hundreds of huntsman spiders, so like you said, harmless, crawling around her daughter's room, right? Oh, my God. Now, this came with a visual aid, of course, a few photos, which oh, we no. can't show. But No, because <laughs> we're not because we're not see. bad people, that's why. But this story, just it really does just get more terrifying and terrifying. So oh, okay. When she first pulled back the curtains, she said she found up to 60 spiders in the corner of the window. However, her daughter then told her, no, mum, check the other corner of the window where she found an even larger cluster had formed. Now, these were baby huntsmans and more than 60 on one side, more than 60 on the other. Amazingly, she said she did not even attempt to remove or kill the army of creepy crawlies. Yeah, it's an army. The front line, that is, a, that is a war you are not winning, man. Forget the battle, forget the war, no. burn the house down, <laughs> get out. She said, we just left this them Sydney, there. This is Sydney, right? Yeah, this, this is, is Sydney. This is two and a half thousand kilometres away from oh, us. Yeah. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, we're, we're just checking. <laughs> because otherwise, absolutely sure. our bags Yeah, up, yeah, I'm out of here. Uh, she said, we just left them there because they're baby huntsmen. I actually quite like huntsmen. They're just going to walk away, let nature be. Her daughter, who I'm assuming was like a minor, because she's living at home with her mum, so quite young, reluctantly slept in the room, but chose, thankfully, to switch to the opposite end of the bed so that her head was not directly under her spiders. But her feet were, but her head wasn't. I don't even know what to do with this story. <laughs> this is this is terrifying. This is terrifying. <laughs> it, knowing that huntsman spiders they're harmless and that's okay. So the, she was never in danger and that's okay. But like literally, it is kind of terrifying because it, it does it the figure terrifying. of the spider does induce a uh, uh, you know like a kind of a response in you. <laughs> like a very yeah. very like visceral body shaking, yeah. palm sweating kind of response. Tell me this story ends with the spiders leaving and okay. packing their bags and going and having a happier life in you know Spider what, Town. James, this is the last bit of the story. You're going to be right. so happy to hear this. When okay. she finally opened the window to allow the creatures to leave, a gust of wind blew them back into the house. <laughs> Right, so now they're flying. So now, flying spiders. airborne baby spiders through the house, across the bed, up your feet. No, thank you. Okay, so we just really have to make this point here. This is Sydney. This is nowhere Sydney. near Adelaide. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you are listening to this from Sydney on our podcast version, ring up your ring up your friends and family in Sydney and tell them you love them. <laughs> Truly, yeah. You're here on HD Radio 107.9 live this evening with Michaela Howard-Jones. Hello, hello. Queen of the spider people. (laughs) 
gross. Oh, it's ma- gross. No, if you don't, you. if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've you only just lucky. tuned in. Uh, you can, and you really do want to know why I say Queen of the Spider People. You could hear it on the podcast. Just go and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts Apple, or Spotify, all the like, iHeartRadio, all of that stuff. Uh, but if you don't, you're just lucky, and let's yeah. just move on with our lives. So this uh, is the one point where we don't self promote. You know what? If you miss that one, it's, it's okay. It's probably by for us. the it's best. probably fine. Yeah. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 1079 Live for more of your music. We will see you again in a few days. Bye. See you, Queen of the Spiders. <laughs> Bye, James. Or meow. <laughs> meow. Yeah, as our talking cats would say. Bye. Bye. <laughs>